Good morning and welcome to Live Dharma Sunday for July 17th, 2016. Koyo here. So very, very glad you joined us. Well, it's the middle of July. Hot summer time in the Central Valley. And one of the emails that I got, uh, you, you know, you could join different, I don't know what you call them, services, I guess, that uh, are free. They, One of them that I belong to is called Dharma Comics. And uh, somebody draws uh, comics, cartoons, okay? and uh, you see, and I, well, I'm going to describe the one that I saw this morning. Um, there's two drawings. The first one is a stick figure hanging on to the hanging on to a horizontal bar, and it says, uh, "Let go." And then it says, "The fall is not as far as you think." And then the second drawing is, "The floor was real close," <laughs> you know. So. The idea is, the message is, a person might be scared to let go because then he's going to fall a long distance and hurt himself. But lo and behold, the floor was only a few inches of, below his feet, so let go. It's not as far as you think. You won't fall as far as you think. This reminds me of a, a convention speaker, Buddhist convention some years ago and he was telling little anecdotes and he said uh, you know true experience he had once when he was a young teenager and he was in the uh, on the inner tube on a on a river and he heard some sounds and then he realized that there was a large waterfall approaching, and the current was taking him, and he wasn't a very good swimmer, and the shore was, the, the river was kind of wide, and he looked at the shore and said, gee, can I, can I make it? And, and then he's looking, and he sees the waterfall approaching, and he's sort of panicking, and then he gathers his, jumps off the inner tube, and the water was only waist high. And uh, I'll give you one last example. And of course, by the way, you could be thinking about, hey, what's the teaching here? Okay. This is a story about that uh, uh, Reverend Kentanaka, Reverend Doctor Kentanaka. Uh, he, one of his books that he wrote is called Ocean. There's a a sailor who his ship capsized in the ocean, and the nearest island is quite far away. The sailor cast cast off uh, cast away. Not sure if he could make the long swim to land, and he's swimming and getting tired, and then you know thrashing around so much and 
lo and behold, he says, hey, the ocean, because it's salt water, kind of holds him up. He doesn't have to, you know, thrash around so much. So he kind of relaxes, and it's not, he doesn't get so tired out. He can just kind of float around and gradually swim toward the island. Um, relax. Accept what's going on. You know, it's all of our expectations that sometimes causes us unnecessary struggle and panic. Okay, If we... Uh, Except, like my father used to say, accept slash transcend. The acceptance is the transcendence. You know? There's so many things that are happy, that happen and we find out that we can't control things and we, we sort of struggle to, to save ourselves or to, you know. And we, then we find out that the universe is we could flow along with it. So for some reason, I was thinking about that because of this Dharma comic cartoon that I saw. Okay, moving right along, today's guest to give us a Dharma glimpse is Roger Sayo, and he lives in Florida, and he was part of our Lay Minister 5 group. And let's hear from Roger Sayo. My talk today is titled Siddhartha Sees an Old Man. I'm teaching a class in conscious aging, so I've been thinking a lot about growing older. This is part of a traditional Buddhist question about the nature of old age, sickness, and death. The, the classic Buddhist tale of what led Siddhartha to question his understanding of life begins this way. Siddhartha grew up in a palace where his father protected him from all troubles in life. In spite of having everything he wanted, Siddhartha became bored and restless. One day when he was 29, he asked his coachman, Chana, to take him for a drive in the city. They had not gone far before they saw a hunched-up, weary-looking old man. At last, the king's precautions had failed. Siddhartha asked Chana to stop. What is that? It looks like a man, but his hair is white. He has no teeth. His skin is wrinkled, and his back is so bent he has to lean on a stick. What kind of man is he? He is an old man, said Chana, bowed down by years. Does this happen to everyone, Chana, or is it only this man who grows old? Time lets no man escape old age, my lord. He was once a young man and full of energy as yourself. Siddhartha returned home full of thought, too troubled to speak. One way to view this story is that old people are a disturbing sight, and so old age is something to fear and to avoid. But I don't think this is a clear understanding of the first of Siddhartha's foresights that led him to a life of peace. In fact, I think that what Siddhartha saw and understood upon seeing the old man 
became the foundation of his first insight with his full realization seven years later under the Bodhi tree. That is, that all things change. Nothing is permanent. Clearly, physical youth and personal strength change over time. Is this something to fear? As I grow older, I sometimes ask myself if I want to be younger. I had so many fears about the future when I was younger, such as a desire to make something of myself other than I was at the time. But now I have no desire to relive that younger me. I've undertaken a lot of things that I failed at in life. Marriages, graduate research, parenting, getting fired, job searches, spending my 401k money after getting fired, and many, many more. But looking back, I see that these failures arose from making an effort. I attempted many things. I failed in many efforts. And from these failures, I gained experience. And from these experiences, I gained some wisdom. And now, with the wisdom of life experiences, I've learned the value of the Zen saying, fall down seven times, get up eight times. Or, as Reverend Koyo says, keep going. It's not old age that is to be feared. It is youth and the belief that failure is a thing to avoid. Failure is just a part of life, and we should continue life until its very end. And may we all continue to get up when we fall down. Gasho. Thank you very much. Nice lesson. Uh, thoughts, associations were triggered off in my mind as I listened to today's downward glimpse. Indeed, uh, there's a famous classic Japanese saying. Uh, it's, you know, you may have seen these, uh, what's it called, Daruma dolls. Uh, they're shaped like a pear shape and red and uh, two big eyes. And this is a, and it's weighted on the bottom, sort of like a bobo doll. And if you knock it over, it falls to the side. But since it's weighted on the bottom, it pops right back up. And this so-called Dharma doll is derived from Bodhidharma, who was the first patriarch of Zen that brought uh, Zen Buddhism from India to China. And uh, it, it is said that he sat in a cave facing the wall for nine years and he was he did so much sitting meditation that his arms and legs fell off and uh, in popular Japanese culture it led to this pear-shaped Dharma uh, doll and the saying that goes along with it is I don't remember what how you say it in Japanese but the meaning is seven times down eight times up the teaching is that no matter how many times life knocks you down, you can right yourself. If you have that spiritual weight or gravity down below, pear-shaped doll, and you put it upside down with the big part on top, it's not going to be stable. 
And the point has sometimes been made that that's how um, the misplaced value we put on intelligence, rational analytic thinking, our big brain in our head is too top-heavy. And it could lead us astray in the big decisions on life. You've got to be like a pear-shaped with the big part, the heavy part on the bottom, in your tanden, your hara, your, you know, <laughs> below your navel, so to speak. Then you're solid. And when life storms knock you over, it's not like you have to not be knocked over. Life's going to knock you over whether you want to or not. Okay? It's whether you get back up or not. Um, oh, that's, well, keep going, you know. Uh, and as Roger Sale was talking about, a lot of times we fail. But I remember my father always used to say, failure is the basis of success. And um, this is what we might call a dialectic or where the meaning of one term can be found in the opposite of that term. So high has no meaning if you don't know about low. Success has no meaning if you have no idea about failure. Um, that's kind of a, kind of, well, uh, one time somebody told Edison, the inventor who, Thomas Edison, who, uh, he says genius is 99, 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. He, he's trying to solve some new problem. He had to try 100 different ways, and then he, until he found the right way. Someone said, oh, too bad you didn't, you know, try that way real quick. Then you wouldn't have wasted all that time. He said, no, that's not wasted time. I know 98 things that, ways that don't work. Uh, failure is the basis of success. Um, so we don't have to say, oh, failure is bad. Success is good. You know, that kind of dualistic dichotomy thinking gets us in a lot of trouble. They use everything in life. Everything except transcend. One of the last examples that I really like that will show that failure is the basis of success. You know, the Summer Olympics is coming up. And I saw in the last Olympics... The women's, U.S. women's uh, 4 by 100 relay. And they won. And they were interviewing the team afterwards, and the, the leader said, well, at the prior Olympics, the U.S. women's 4 by 100 was disqualified because they dropped the baton. And so this team, they were very careful not to drop the baton because the prior team four years ago was disqualified. So she mentioned this and she said, we were not going to drop that baton. And as soon as I heard that, that I realized that a big part of that team's success was due to the failure of the prior team's mistake. You know? Um... 
So, seven times down, eight times up. Keep going. We got to know how to accept things. Uh, if you hang on to something, when it's time to let go, as a Dharma friend sent me a saying, let go or be dragged. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Actually, the person that told me that, sent me that, is uh, the daughter of a couple that's visiting us this weekend. Uh, and uh, she's my cousin uh, and her husband. And she's a retired pediatrician from the Bay Area. And uh, uh, I, <laughs> when we were little, I just want to share something that's always, some things you never forget. And we were about four or five years old, and we were at the south side of Chicago, and we were bouncing up and down on this bed, and we had crayon, and we were seeing how high we could make a mark on the wall with our crayons. And we were jumping up and down, and there was all these marks on the wall with the crayons. Boy, did we get in trouble. <laughs> so we had you, you start to learn these lessons at a very young age. And hopefully through life's mistakes and failures, we learn the proper way of success. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a very beautiful day. Thank you.